Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 5, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's start with above the trend line, the trend and the trend line is your friend until it's not. All she's doing at present is eating time off the clock around and above the trend line. That's a bullish signal. It's a bullish sign. Until or unless she drops below the trend line, she stays in a bullish position. Below the trend line isn't necessarily bearish as she's still above all the moving averages. The trend line is our bogey for the most bullish position she can be in. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. One or two housekeeping items we need to go over. A, there will be no inside the numbers on Friday. The live room will be open, however. Jordan will moderate the room. We'll have a discussion about options, fancy options, statistical analysis, all that stuff. Everybody generally has a good time when Jordan runs the room. Another housekeeping item. This week, I believe it happens Thursday into Friday, is what's called the contract roll. What's the contract roll? From the DIS or December expiration futures contract to the March or H contract of 2024. Weird things happen around the roll. Kind of like weird things happen during regular way options expiration week. Weird things happen during the regular way contract roll. We go over this every single quarter And at least around, whether it's right before or right after, we typically get a larger than a bread box move in the market. Not every time, but it happens a lot of the time. Here is the March expiration futures contract, the ESH contract. And you'll notice here on the upper left-hand corner or wherever price is, 46 and a quarter is basically slightly higher, but 46 and a quarter is the March contract price. How does that compare to the December contract price? 45.76, we'll call it 50 handles for argument's sake. There's a 50 point differential between the March outgoing, sorry, incoming, as opposed to the December outgoing contract. We've seen this before, last quarter, the quarter before, Watch out for a rather larger move, which direction we don't know, larger move coming around the contract roll. Maybe slightly before, maybe slightly after, around the contract roll later this week into early next week. We had some pretty good divergences today in terms of the transports and the IWM, the small cap sector. We'll take a look at those later, but it's of note right now because there's a method to the madness. I want to show you something from an intraday perspective. Let's just take this at face value. Here's an hourly chart. So we had Friday's close up here, close of last week, and we gapped down to open Monday, and she's basically gone rather sideways in a bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of pattern. Unless they break the chain, there's another move 
coming. How do they break the chain? They go up and work their way toward the gap that's open from Friday night. The alternative is 453.27 and or lower. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. 453.27 or lower. Let's not forget about the tinfoil hat stuff, the cycle-related stuff that we talked about yesterday. We have a culmination of a cycle around mid-month during the week of options expiration. If markets are trading up into that time frame, we can look for a pivot back down. If markets are trading down into that time frame, we can look for a pivot back up to resume the current uptrend. Above all the moving averages, the trend is in fact your friend. Did anybody make money today inside the numbers, whether it be an inside the number member or a live room member? Post it under the video. Let's hear about it. We have a couple of things to go over. We'll look at the chart. We'll see where the trades existed today. What I urge you to do, and this is always of record, I'm going to scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. See if this is something that you can take advantage of during the trading day. Are you trading in the S&P, whether it be options, the SPY, the exchange-traded products, the ES, the MES? There's a plethora, yes, plethora of vehicles to trade the S&P. We have some upside stuff if we were to jam them up at the open or at any point during the day. We also have some downside stuff. Let's first focus... On the downside stuff, we'll look at 455. The flip side situation has price staying below the pivot, which keeps the door open for a test and likely spike below 455. 456 was our early pivot. We'll get to that later. Right at the vertical is today's activity. Five minute SPY chart. Blue line, 455, low of day. How you doing? That was posted at zero dark 30 long before the opening business. Did we have some traders that took a long down there? You bet we did. Truth be told, I was looking personally for a little bit lower. Right at the opening bell is a little bit higher risk, but we did have some traders that took that trade and they got a bit of a rocket ride. Posted at zero dark 30. There was nothing of the lower variety, so we don't have to worry about that. You could see in the pre-market, the thieves in the morning already paid a visit to the 455. No shocker there. What's the early situation? Still before the opening bell, 905. 455 is important, support, and the gateway toward the trend line. Bunch of other numbers down there in the spirit of know thy numbers. Above 455, how about a run back up to 456, the pivot? But wait, there's more. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. You can see here, about 10 o'clock above the gap, opens the door for 457.45. And you can see here, back to the early thoughts, the pre-market zero dark 30 commentary, same 457.45. Let's scroll up again. That was, in fact, a target and overhead resistance. Above the high, and this is currently at 1025, opens the door for 457.45, which is 
overhead resistance and a target on the way up, which means traders that are along the market are looking for an exit there. Traders looking to reverse or go the other way, short the tape, are looking to enter at 457.45. How you doing? What was high of day? Just above 457.45. We had a plethora once again of traders that took a short trade and got a really nice ride back down in a hurry. Stand up double for some, Whopper Jr. for others. It was what we call in the trading parlance, nice trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. Here comes our 457.45. It's a target and overhead resistance. This is your tour guide information throughout the trading day. Entries, exits, support, resistance, targets. Stay below this, they get to that. Get above this, they get to that. That's what you get inside the numbers. What about stocks on the move? Only one hit their entry objective today. The other four did not. They're off the table. They're considered no trades. Let's take a look at FNV Franco Nevada. So we were locked and loaded on this one in the live room this morning, getting a little bit of a haircut at the opening bell. 107.70 was the number. And what you'll see here, let me move this over. In this candle here, the low in this candle was 107.71. Missed it by one penny in the next candle, making a high of what? 108.38. And then they came back down. So what we did in the live room was took this one off the table. They got the bounce. That's it. It became officially a no trade. They came up one penny short and bounced. The takeaway is the numbers work. Earlier, I talked a little bit about divergences. Well, in the camp IWM, we had a divergence today. They were down about $2.50, 1.3% or so, while the SPY was basically flat. The IWM, as you know, is my favorite market-leading indicator. These divergences generally resolve themselves. Which way? Either the IWM is going to turn around and follow suit, go back up as the spiders float higher above the trend line, or the spiders are going to turn around and go down to match what the IWM is doing in their what's called a pullback operation. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. A pullback after a nice, what they call in the trading parlance, pop like that is in order. It's not out of the ordinary. The target is still 190. They're on a mission to get there. We don't know the path they'll take, when they'll get there, but ultimately they should get there. Nothing goes straight line. Nothing happens in a day or two. Things take time. And it's the market's job to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. So as a market's going up, you have the momentum players out there. The momentum players will hop on near a turning point in a case like the IWM. You had players that stepped on board yesterday, on Monday. So they need to get a little bit of a pie in the face before the uptrend can resume. They're called the Johnny-come-latelys. They're what's called chasing the tape. No change in the big picture. The IWM had what's called a pullback day. Ah, but yet another divergence. And by the way, we don't need this stuff anymore. So this is the folks down at the transportation department. 
My second favorite market leading indicator next to the small caps or IWM. So my two favorite market leading indicators were down today and you had the Qs up, which we'll get to later. You had the SPY flat. So there is a divergence going on. What we also know is that the IWM is my favorite canary in the coal mine. Second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. Tomorrow will tell us a lot. If they shoot back up tomorrow, no dice. If they're down tomorrow, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're likely getting follow suit by the S&P index. What about the Q people? They were up almost a buck today, one quarter of 1%. They're holding the 20 period moving average or home base. Tested it on Monday, yesterday. Tested it again today. They're holding the 20. They're in an uptrend. The trend is your friend. All this was so far is a little bit of a pullback from reaching an important place right into the 20 period moving average. We really can't read any more into it than that. No material change from yesterday. No change at all. XLF, again, no material change. They're a little bit far from home base. We discussed that. It's just a slight pullback day, one half of 1%, 18 cents. There's really no change. It's just a pullback. Nothing more, nothing less. Look how many green candles you have in a row. This is the first red one in quite a while. This is normal garden variety stuff. This is not normal garden variety stuff this many days in a row up. However, a pullback after this many days up in a row is normal garden variety stuff. Maybe they go sideways. Maybe they pull back more closer to home base. Give home base a chance to work up to price. Work off some of the quote-unquote overbought type of condition. What about Smash Mouth, by the way? So they left this gap unfilled yesterday. They came close. They, by choice, decided not to fill the gap, traded away from it, came back for a retrace of this tail today, and they're basically flat on the day. What can we read into that? For now, it's bullish while they're above yesterday's low. While they're above yesterday's low, and if they get above yesterday's high, that should portend for another move higher. They'll be above all the moving averages once again. The trend is your friend until what? until your shit gets thrown out the window. Might as well cover Bitcoin since it's on a tear. I get a lot of questions about Bitcoin. I'm happy to cover it. I gave the traders in the live room, I think I gave it in here at least once or twice in recent videos. There's a zone where they're getting to, where they're likely to have overhead resistance. They already got to the front end of the zone, 43,422, up to about 4,600 and change. Here it is, 46.4 is the number, so you might want to write that down. That's a zone of overhead resistance in Bitcoin. Looks to me like they're running up into the big thing where the ETFs are going to trade and BlackRock and all that stuff. Is it a buy the rumors, sell the news? Where have I seen that before? They're in the overhead resistance zone, whether you're a Bitcoin bull or a Bitcoin bear or a Bitcoin agnostic, either way. For me, from my perspective, it's a chart. All charts act and react the same way. They're in a resistance zone. Take it for what it's worth. Take it at face value. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. 
my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.